In September, the Lord gave me the title of today's message, The Presence of the King. And at the end of October, he gave me the message and the scriptures. So for a while now, this message has been on my heart and I feel so passionate about sharing it. Especially at this time of Advent, as we prepare to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who was born to be King and will soon return as the King of Glory for his beautiful, spotless bride, who is watching and waiting and preparing herself ready for her bridegroom, Jesus, to come. In our first reading, we see how the prophet Isaiah was in the presence of the king. And in our second reading, we see the apostle John is in the presence of the king. But it was not just the prophets and the apostles that had these glorious encounters, but shepherds and kings. For we read in Luke 2 how an angel of the Lord appeared to some shepherds in a field at night. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But as the angel spoke to them about the good news of Jesus' birth, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men, on whom his favour rest. And when the angels left, the shepherds went to the place where Jesus was with his mother Mary and Joseph, and they experienced the presence of the king. And once having seen him, they spread the word concerning him, and returned glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard. Then we also read in Matthew 2 of the visit of the Magi, where these kings had followed a star to find Jesus. And when they came into the presence of the king, they bowed and worshipped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. Some years ago, the Holy Spirit inspired me to write a poem on this passage. And amazingly enough, it's called Born to be King. <laughs> and all our Christmas cards are going out with these words on. I'd like to share this at the end of the message. But right now, as we turn to Isaiah 6, we read the words of the prophet Isaiah who said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on the throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. It must have been such an awesome sight. And recently, I saw a vision that was somewhat similar to this. For when Andrew and I were away for a prison conference weekend, 
and we just had a glorious time of worship, a chaplain came forward from one of the prisons to minister Holy Communion. And as we were asked to go to the altar to receive Holy Communion, it was at that moment I saw a vision of Jesus high above the altar. He had a golden crown on his head and he was wearing a purple robe with gold braiding along the edges. This robe was stretched out to either side of the room and it flowed down to the floor. And I saw us all coming forward to the table and receiving the bread and wine, drawing closer and closer to the heart of Christ's kingly presence. It was a beautiful scene. But what I saw cannot be compared to Isaiah's encounter. For in seeing the Lord in the heavenly realms, he then goes on to describe more of his glorious encounter in the presence of the king by saying these words. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another. And if you want to know the sound of heaven, hear these words. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Then Isaiah says, At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Hallelujah! He encountered God's Shekinah glory. Hallelujah! And it's no wonder in the presence of such holiness, he cries out, Woe to me! I am ruined! For I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord God Almighty. In such a heavenly presence as this, I think we would all have cried out, Woe! But as the seraphs flew to Isaiah with a live coal taken from the altar and touched his mouth, they said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. He was changed. And when the voice of the Lord then said, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Isaiah is then quick to respond by saying, Here am I, send me. And like Isaiah's deep conviction of sin and his cleansing, we too are cleansed by Jesus' blood, having repented of our sins and received Jesus in our hearts, that we can now say, as holy vessels of the Lord, Here I am, send me. In our October service order, the thought for the day, it was given by Sharon Kennedy. 
who shares how the Lord reminded her of a song. Here I am, Lord. Saying that this was based on the scripture in Isaiah 6. Then she heard the voice of the Lord saying to her, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And she replied by saying, Here I am, send me. And then she encourages us all to go forward boldly and confidently in the Lord, knowing he will take us where we are predestined to go and achieve great things as we listen to the Lord and as co-heirs with Christ to recognize the gifts he has for us and put them to use. These are Sharon's words. And she concludes her message by asking us if we are willing to say, here I am, send me. And how wonderful that Sharon gave that testimony today. And this is her thought for the week that we had in the service order. Amazingly enough also, I have a testimony about the Lord calling me into the prison ministry. I was walking down the road, just an ordinary day, to go and do my shopping. And I was singing a song that you may well know, Here I Am, Wholly Available. (laughs) And as I was singing the, the song, the Lord interrupted me. And he said, really? Are you available day or night? Would you do anything for me? I couldn't answer. I knew I had to take that question home with me and pray about it. And I did. And when I did, the Lord gave me a vision and a scripture. I think you may know about the vision. I have shared this with you before. It was a vision of a prisoner in a cell. The cell was dark, but I could see the prisoner sitting on a seat in front of me. I could see his bed behind, I could see the door here, I could see the window here, and there was an air air vent in the wall. And the prisoner was sitting there holding his hand out to me. And I said, Lord, what are you saying to me? And I gave him the picture back. He gave it back to me immediately. And he put something in the picture. He put a thin beams of light coming through the air vent onto the prisoner. And he said the words to me, light in darkness. No matter how small your light is, it will help the prisoner to see in the dark. But before I had this, I also had a a vision of an open door. In fact, it was an archway in a garden, so it had no door. (laughs) But I had this um, door before me. And then the Lord gave me the words from Revelation 3, 8, which really helped me in my weakness. And this is what it says. 
I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. In the Bible, we also read how Moses was at the burning bush and he responded to hearing the Lord call his name by saying, Here I am. In Hebrew, this is Henini. So he would have said, Henini, Henini. And then we also read how he replied to God's call upon his life by saying, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And the Lord replies by saying to him, I will be with you. But Moses pours out all his excuses and he even says, Oh Lord, please send someone else to do it. And God is angry. He's angry with him, but he allows Aaron, his brother, to help him. Now we may not be called to such big tasks as Moses was, but whatever the Lord has for us to do, it will be a joy and a privilege to serve him as we offer ourselves to him saying, here I am. In our second reading in Revelation 4, we see a similar but more detailed account of this revelation as the Apostle John gives his heavenly encounter entitled, The Throne in Heaven. For having seen an open door, he then hears a voice like a trumpet saying to him, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. He is at once in the Spirit, and there before him was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. John was in the presence of the king. And he describes what he saw by saying, the one who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian. I was looking at these words, Jasper and Carnelian, and from what I gather, it's red and green. And some people have likened this luminous sight to the northern lights. And when we think about the throne being described as, as, as sapphire, you just think of all the colors that are described to us in the word of God describing this heavenly scene. And John goes on to say, a rainbow resembling an emerald encircled the throne and surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder. Before the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. 
And also before the throne there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center around the throne were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and behind. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Hallelujah. The Apostle, Paul, the Apostle John saw and heard just as the prophet Isaiah did. And if we read the account of the prophet Ezekiel, we can see he too had a similar experience. And he begins by saying these words. Spread out above the heads of the living creatures was what looked like an expanse sparkling like ice and awesome. And after describing the living creatures, he says he heard the sound of their wings like a roar of rushing waters, like the voice of the Almighty, like the tumult of an army. He also describes seeing what looked like a throne of sapphire. And high above on the throne was a figure like that of a man. And he said that from the waist of this figure up, he looked like glowing metal, as if full of fire. And that from there down, he looked like fire and brilliant light surrounded him. Wow! What a description! And what colours paint the picture of heaven! Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ezekiel then said, Like the appearance of a rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day, so was the radiance around him. He then says, This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And then he says, He fell face down and heard the voice of one speaking to him. He heard the Lord say he was to go to a rebellious Israel and speak God's words to them, and that they would know that a prophet had been among them. All these encounters may seem a bit way out there to us, but in our hearing all these accounts... The Lord wants to draw us near to him, to be in the presence of the king and wait upon him for his response. And especially at this wonderful time of Christmas when we experience a more tangible presence of our king, that we may be expectant of what he wants to say to us from his heart. And may we not be in a hurry to leave the king's presence, as it says in Ecclesiastics 3. But let us find in our time of busyness to tally a while in the Lord's presence. And wouldn't it be exciting?
exciting if we came back together after this Advent season to share our testimonies of what the Lord has revealed to us individually and as a church as we say afresh to him this Christmas. Here I am, Lord, send me. We may feel we are already doing things that we've been led to do by the Spirit, and that's fine. But maybe he has something new on his heart for you, for me. And so now, before I come to the end of this message on the presence of the King, having shared about these men who encountered such events, I would like us to briefly look at a woman who came into the presence of the king. And yes, you may have already guessed, it's Esther. In the book of Esther, chapter 5, we read how Queen Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the palace in front of the king's hall. The king was sitting on his throne and when he saw Esther, he was pleased. He held out his gold scepter for her to touch the tip of it, which meant he welcomed her, and she had his approval for her to approach him. And it's the same for us. We are so welcome to come into the presence of the king in our royal robes and find favor with the king as Queen Esther did. And speaking of royal robes reminds me of my favourite song, King of Kings, Majesty, where we sing, In royal robes I don't deserve, I live to serve your majesty. And in Isaiah 61 it says, We are clothed with garments of salvation and arrayed in a robe of righteousness. And in Psalm 45, we read these beautiful words. The king is enthralled by your beauty. He sees us as we are in him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And when Queen Esther came into the presence of the king in her royal robes, the king asked her, what is your request? Her request was that he would save her people. And like her cry, we too can call upon the Lord for our loved ones to be saved through Christ, our Lord and Saviour and our King. But whatever our request is, the Lord knows it already. And he wants us to approach the throne of grace with confidence and find mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. And in a short while, we will have a time of prayer ministry where you will have an opportunity to come forward. As we so love to come into the presence of the King, which is his holy presence, He loves to be in our presence. For it says in Zephaniah Zephaniah 3, 
that he takes great delight in us. He quietens us with his love. And he rejoices over us with singing. Hallelujah. In Hebrew, rejoicing means dancing. So can you picture Father God taking great delight in you, dancing over you with singing? What a glorious image of God's love for us all. And now in closing, I would like to share the poem the Lord directed me to bring for this morning. Born to be king. There's a star in the sky over Bethlehem town, glowing and dazzling and shining right down. It's a sign to where a king will appear, for three wise men from the east are near. With joyous gifts, with joyous hearts and gifts in hand, they made their way across the desert sand. Show us the baby born to be king, they asked as they entered in. Their eyes beheld a magnificent sight as they fell to their knees and worshipped that night. This moment they treasured, for Jesus was here. As they laid their gifts down, they drew very near. Their eyes did feast upon this child, born to be king, yet meek and mild. They stretched out his hand, their hands in thanks and praise. Their hearts did rejoice and their eyes did gaze. For they knew this was Jesus, God's dear son on earth, who had come as our saviour in this wonderful birth. So as the kings came and they bowed before Jesus and they worshipped in the presence of the king, let us now come to a time of worship and prayer ministry as we approach the throne of grace and mercy and find help in our time of need as we recall the words of a song we used to sing. The king is among us. His spirit is here. The king is among us. His spirit is here. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, your majesty, we worship before you. We glorify your holy name. We love to be in your presence. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for coming to save us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for dying on the cross for us. Thank you, Lord, for redeeming us. Thank you, Lord, that we have so much to look forward to in you. Lord, we come now into your presence to worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, meet with us, touch our hearts, and refresh us, Lord, in the power of your Holy Spirit that we may say, here I am, wholly available, and that you may use us all the more for your glory. Amen.